Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. As always, I'm your host, John June. And of course, as always, got my guy, my co-host, you. Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? What What's good, man? You know, uh, week 12 is still going on. It's got extended even more. So uh, we're, we're in the thick of things still. Uh, got a couple more games left. Uh, but other than that, it's been, it's been a pretty good week, man. You know, especially for my League of Extraordinary People team. We got the uh, two giant running backs now back with Eckler. But uh, then you think when things are going well, uh, obviously, uh, comes out of nowhere. Fantasyland always hits you with some crazy news. And the world full of news just tores my heart apart. Yeah, man, uh, Wolf Fuller, a guy that we were both high on. He was your breakout wide receiver this year. Uh, he he now tested positive for a performance-enhancing drug that he said was prescribed to him by a medical professional um, that he t- was told was uh, under NFL guidelines and protocols for, uh, you know, drugs and, and whatnot. And so uh, he'll miss six games. There's obviously only five games left in this season, so he'll miss five games this year, and he'll be suspended for one game the first game of next season in 2021, whether he's playing for the Houston Texans or for another NFL team, because as we know, he is a free agent after this year. So I'm curious to see what happens and where his situation goes, uh, especially from a dynasty perspective. Um, But overall, I'm not necessarily concerned about this or or the the suspension more. you know, just overall, it sucks to have lose him this season, like you were saying. But uh, it's tw- it's 2020, man. All this stuff that's happened so far, I'm not even surprised by <laughs> crazy, anything. This man. week 12, crazy. the stuff that we had to get through just to get here, uh, all the news that was breaking left and right between uh, the COVIDs, uh, you know, games or you know, players being, um, you know. Having to miss the game with COVID due to COVID, obviously Baltimore is in the midst of a, of a full breakout right now. As you alluded to, this game that game has been moved now to Wednesday at 3:40 p.m. Eastern time. Um, so this, you know, this is things have never been weirder. And so you know, I'm just like we said uh, back in in August or September with in our season long manager tips. Um, we just have to roll with the punches, man. There's going to be a lot of adversity, but if we want to get those chips, just got to keep fighting through it. Cause uh, whoever can, the same thing with, you know, the, the same thing was with the NFL teams, whoever's adjusting the best, that's who, that's who's, uh, you know, got the best record. That's who's um, playing well, playing some of their best football. So we got to do the same thing from a fantasy perspective. Oh yeah. Talk about rolling with the punches though. I've been at least knocked out five times and got back up and rolled over. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm and it's been it's been rough. <laughs> Greg, you started out zero and three. Remember True, that? True, zero and three, zero and three, and I control my own and destiny. Now you're in the midst. 
of a playoff run, controlling yes, your own destiny, while yes, I over here <laughs> uh, am not in the. I do not control my own destiny. So uh, by the end of this recording, I will probably most likely will have lost to Oscar. I don't know this um, this in our this, uh, this, this Ravens game. Now you never know, man. I don't know. <laughs> That's literally where we're at. I I need this game to get canceled in order for me to to have a shot at really winning my matchup or Miles Sanders to just go off for like forty points. Fifty would be cool though. Um, uh, so you know I don't control my own destiny, but as it is, you know it's it is what it is. You know you you you, you win some, you lose some. Yes, sir. Uh, just if I if I don't make it. I'll just learn from it best I can, uh, a.k.a. don't trade people away like Antonio Gibson or James Robinson. Or Rojo. Or Rojo or, or uh, uh, Robert Woods. Yeah, you. Or you. <laughs> Adam Thielen. Oh, man. So, yeah, don't trade don't trade guys away. That's basically where I'm at. So, um, yeah, moving on to, these, to this recap, man. This is week 12. It was crazy week 12, but we still got some good performances out of it. At the quarterback position, uh, Deshaun Watson coming in as the QB one man on Thanksgiving uh, got a whole, got us all Matt Patricia gone out of Detroit thirty three point one two fantasy points seventeen of twenty five uh, three hundred eighteen yards four touchdowns and twenty four rushing yards and a two point conversion. Greg, how was your Thanksgiving watching Deshaun Watson? Uh, carve up the Detroit Lions like they were a turkey. Yeah, uh, the first thing I said when that Ravens Steelers game got moved is that you know at least we get to see Deshaun and he definitely came through, uh, giving you a nice performance here with the you know the help of Will Fuller as well coming through for him. So it's just gonna be interesting to see how this is gonna affect Deshaun. You brought up that good point before. Uh, I you know I didn't even think about that. You know usually Deshaun's just ultra safe, but this is actually gonna now cap him. Yeah, man, it's it's definitely tough with Deshaun, uh, you know, missing Will Fuller. This does, you know, cap his upside a little bit uh, as he, you know, could have. Uh, obviously, he's going to miss his new number one target. Doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins like he once did. Even Kenny Stills, he, they waived him uh, before this game. So, he'll be a free, he's a free <laughs> Take agent. Take backsies, yo. <laughs> uh, right? Can they just, I mean, he's a free agent. Nobody claimed him. So, they could just kind of like do this thing all over again, right? Um, but definitely uh, capping Deshaun back-to-back weeks as the QB1 has games of Indy, Chicago, Indy coming up, mm-hmm. Cincinnati in the championship week. Uh, do you even think about sitting this guy right now, or do you just roll with the punches? I think you, at least for the for if the, the first Indy matchup, I think you see what happens, roll with the punches. I can't uh, really justify benching Deshaun yet because he still hasn't proven me otherwise. He's done you know, more with a lot, with less, I mean, you know, in, in games. And uh, I think he can still find a way to create points. Yeah, I mean, his lowest point outings, uh, you know, week 10 against Cleveland in that storm. Yeah. Uh, he got, you actually got you 14 points, which yeah. you would be surprised if you watched that game. <laughs> still taking him over Cam. That's that all that. <laughs> yeah, he was able to muster 14 points. Uh, in week fifteen or week four, he was the QB fifteen uh, against Minnesota with twenty point nine, which is crazy to say. But uh, Baltimore fifteen point seven points in week two. Those, are, I mean, these are some of his lowest outings. Mm-hmm. I mean, eighteen point one against Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm going to start this guy. Yes, man. I, I, obviously, he's got the rushing upside too. Uh, like we were saying, no Will Fuller. Uh, you know, Deshaun's a gamer. If he's got a run to get a first down instead of 
you know, finding a receiver to try to to try to get it, he'll he'll do that. So, um, yeah, man, I, I'm still gonna roll out roll with Deshaun. But I hopefully you have a buy or you you've already locked up playoffs where it doesn't really matter for you what Deshaun does in Week 13. Um, somebody who has his full allotment of weapons, the QB two on the week, Patrick Mahomes, man, 31.28 fantasy points, 37 of 49, 462 passing yards. Three touchdowns, did lose a fumble in this game, uh, but uh, Greg, what'd you make of this performance here by Patrick Mahomes? Patty, uh, you know, throwing these deep balls. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Patty Mahomes, two hundred sixty-nine of those yards. Two Tyreek Hill, uh, absolutely killing uh, man coverage all game. Um, yeah, this is this is Mahomes every week. Uh, I, I, there's nothing more to really say. Uh, I mean, keep starting him up as you know, uh, probably the greatest player we've ever seen in a while. Yeah, I mean, he's the greatest player I I think I've ever seen. Uh and I know that might seem like a hot take today in 2020, but catch me in 20 in 2040 uh and we'll we'll have that conversation. <laughs> word, word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um maybe even 2030, we'll see. But yeah, uh you know, uh Patrick Mahomes killing dogging. I mean, absolutely what you what you I guess drafted him for when you did in the second or third round yep. of your drafts. Yep. Um the QB three on the week though, somebody who probably went undrafted in your drafts. Kirk Cousins, man, twenty six point one eight fantasy points, thirty four forty five, three hundred and seven yards, three touchdowns, one two point conversion, uh, added nineteen rushing yards. Did lose a fumble though. Uh, so, Greg, what do you make of this performance here against Carolina, where he Kirk Cousins gets a a season-high 45 pass attempts. Yeah, this is awesome. Season-high pass attempts without Adam Thielen. All these numbers without Adam Thielen, which is even a greater sign. Uh, so when he comes back, it just helps even more. Because he's got Justin Jefferson. Yeah, he's just definitely got Justin Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> but even the three touchdowns with you know the lead, without the league leader, Adam Thielen, who was you know uh, in touchdowns and receiving. But, um, yeah, this is awesome. He's definitely going to be uh, a play next week as a very popular streamer. Uh, he's got Jacksonville, and we know the bad defense of Jacksonville against the quarterback position. So keep firing Kirk Cousins up. Yeah, man, definitely firing up Kirk Cousins against Jacksonville. Rounding out the top 12, man, the QB4 on the week, Aaron Rodgers, the QB5, Tom Brady, the QB6, Mitch Trubisky, the QB7, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the QB8, Ryan Tannehill, the QB nine, Phillip Rivers, the QB ten, Baker, uh, Taysom Hill, my my bad, the QB eleven, uh, Baker Mayfield, the QB twelve, Mike Glennon, uh, didn't throw down any honorable mentions here, but Greg, what'd you make of these these stud performances of the week? Uh, yeah, it was nice. I mean, how Mitch found his way as a QB one with that game was very interesting too. So uh, <laughs> shout out to him. Shout out to Fitzpatrick for being back and holding it down for, for Gasecki and Devontae Parker. He just brings life to those people. Um, so it's just great to see him there. Um, I will see what that situation goes for Miami because uh, it's, it's pretty interesting there. Um, but other than that, it was, it, was a, it was a good day. And Taysom Hill being very safe for you every week as a you know that borderline QB1. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he'll do two, two rushing touchdowns every week. Um I mean, if he does, I mean, we might have to have a conversation about Alvin Kamara. Facts, but, man. Uh, Facts. Hill, <laughs> it's getting a little scary. <laughs> the QB, <laughs> oh yeah, the QB ten on the week. Uh, obviously, he was my start of the week, uh, and not because of a of a top performance. You know, I wasn't trying to hit a home run here. Just trying to reiterate, man. This guy will fall into 15, 17 mm-hmm. points every week. Um, 
you know, obviously we would want that upside, but if you're, you know, you're playing the matchup game with your opponent and you you got to taste some hill on your on your bench and you don't feel comfortable, you know, about maybe a Deshaun Watson's matchup coming up or, you know, against Indy or Chicago, you know, Taysom Hill will be there for you for, you know, a safe safe production. He, he won't bottom out on you like some other guys oh, have this week. Uh, Baker Mayfield, my QB stream of the week, uh, coming through uh, against Jacksonville. Uh, Could have had more or left some meat on the bone there, Baker. Um, so uh, <laughs> that's definitely not what you want to see. And like you said with Ryan Fitzpatrick, man, that's an interesting discussion to have. It really is. Because uh, I think the – the fantasy managers want Ryan Fitzpatrick out there. Uh, I think the fans of the of the football team probably are are mixed because obviously you want them to see Tua. You they want to see Tua. They want this young quarterback to grow. They want the but best if you to win. have if you want this team to win, right? If you want this team to make the playoffs, and you want this team to you know to you know to potentially go on to win a playoff game or something like that. Then you want Ryan Fitzpatrick at the helm. So. Be curious to see what happens. Uh, and then Mitch Trubisky, man, I, I didn't think it would happen so soon, but I'm telling you, man, Mitch might be the one to take you there. <laughs> if, just saying. If Matt, schedule, if Matt Nagy is going to announce him the starter, it, yeah, Detroit is definitely in play. Um, I'm, I'm, I agree with you there. It's just, uh, it was a matter of, is he going to be that the starter when Matt Nagy announces? It's not just Detroit. It's Detroit. Then Houston, then okay, Minnesota, okay. then Jacksonville. Yeah, that, that that's that's money right there. That's money time right there. <laughs> that, those those are the juiciest matchups you can ask for in fantasy, except Atlanta. Why don't you just? Even... Why about would you would right? What would you just stash Mitch and Nick Foles, or is that just too much <laughs> in the Superflex <laughs> League? Yes, I I would. <laughs> I, I definitely would. Uh, I would do. Oh. I mean, do you have enough roster spots for? The quarterback you have, Mitch and Nick Foles, three quarterbacks. Because I'm sure you just don't <laughs> oh, have no, you Mitch. Just ride you just didn't add Mitch. Like you have another quarterback. <laughs> no, you just ride. Would you say? Would you just ride those two into the playoffs, Mitch and Nick Foles? What or if, is that asking for trouble? It is because what if Mitch comes out mid game? Unless there is a, a best ball. Uh, that would, I mean, you're taking that risk <laughs> if you start him in any of True. these games. True. That's the risk. Oh man. Oh. Uh, all right, man. Let's move on. Well, to these Jags at least. Uh, Derek, you know, Carr. two guys. I'm. <laughs> yes, that is one guy. Uh, obviously, uh, Greg. I'm gonna let you take this one, man, because he he was obviously your start of the week. Well, yeah, yeah. No. Why don't you tell the explain to the people what happened here with Derek Carr? Watch this game. It was the whole game, and I feel like every other possession, it was either a fumble by Derek Carr or someone else. But most of the time, it was Derek Carr fumbling the ball i know he has fumble issues before but oh my gosh it was it was every possession in this one he almost had like five fumbles and the moment you need Derek Carr, and i said it during the bro the, like the, the blurb too i'm like oh you know i usually when i, I need Derek Carr, he doesn't trust me and he doesn't come through for me and did it again and he didn't come through for me in the most worst way like a great matchup atlanta i mean Oh, man, I just, I just can't. Derek Carr didn't do anything for this team. It, it killed everyone around him. Darren Waller, Aguilar, all these guys could have had a good day. Yeah, I mean, I think from now on, what I'm going to start doing is when everyone says, hey, let's play Derek Carr, because I was in on it, too. I'm not going to say that you were the only one, Greg, because, you know, looking at, we you know, we look at fancy points uh, per dropback, fancy points per dropback against, uh, Derek Carr was like top three in that metric this week. Top two, actually, really, uh, if you take an outlier out. Uh, but Derek Carr or Derek Carr was the top was was a top two quarterback in that metric for this week. 
Um, but as we always say, man, it's tough to try. Every time you see you're in on Derek Carr, you're like, oh, no, this is he, he, he doesn't come through for you. <laughs> but in this matchup was like, no, this is has to come through. It's against Atlanta. Atlanta gets gets, you know, they give it up to everybody. But um, yeah, my DFS brain says from now on. We're playing when everyone says play Derek Carr. We're playing the defense against Derek Carr. This reminds me of that uh, the Atlanta, yeah. It reminds me of the Atlanta game last year against the Saints, and everyone's heavy on the Saints offense, like everybody. And Atlanta had just come off. I don't know what they did, but they played the best defensive game they ever played in their life last year, and happened again. Atlanta killing my hopes. Well, Atlanta, Atlanta's been sneaky, pretty good the last couple weeks. Since the, last the firing, few weeks. I mean, right. I've, since the firing of of you know. Uh, I don't even remember his name, Dan Quinn. Um, and, you know, Raheem Morris coming in as the interim head coach. He he took over the defense at one point last year, and you know that's when they took. You know that's when they they started taking off mm-hmm. in that game you referenced earlier with the Saints. So, um, you know, this could be something that's you know we all might remember as like, oh, Derek Carr let us down, but uh, I don't know who they play next week. But when they when they do play that opponent, maybe this is something to, to keep in mind. I hope so. It'll make me feel a little, just a little better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Another, uh, another Jag, uh, Jared Goff. But I don't know how many people were counting on Jared Goff this week. But Cam Newton, he's somebody that you and I were were having a conversation about before we before we hit record. Um, and basically, I said I'm out. But am I overreacting here, Greg? Are, can you walk me off this ledge, or am I am I? Uh, Am I right in saying to am I in saying I'm out on Kenny? So I I do agree that like it he he can kill your day for sure. Uh, it could happen. Um, you're you're not like very confident. Like oh I got Cam. Like I'm starting Cam anymore. Like yeah, that's not a not a thing. You're kind of like I'm just hoping that this is not one of those days, the bad days, the 49ers day, like the the day he had yesterday. Um, but I still see him as a high in QB two, and I mean it. I think more weeks than not, maybe like if in 16 weeks, it'll probably be like, so, you know, nine to six or something or nine to five, but uh, he'll be a borderline QB one. Yeah. I mean, I, I, th- I think I, I feel like it's more like a hope that he's a borderline QB one. Yeah, it is a hope. You're right. Like, it is a hope. Like I'm hoping that he's a borderline QB one. Uh, Cause like we talked about, he hasn't had really those boom games. I mean, he was the, QB eight against the Jets, but after that he was the QB eleven or the QB twelve. But when he bottoms out, he bottoms out. Yeah, and, it's bad. Um, it's bad. I mean, he and you know he hasn't scored more than twenty points since week six against Denver. Um, he hasn't given you. No, sorry, week 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 nine against the Jets, he gave you twenty four point six. But uh, he's got two twenty point outings. You know, but you're chasing like a 19 18 point ceiling with cam i feel like and i just to me it's that's not worth the potential six because that six points that's in a win yeah (laughs) they they won that game yeah (laughs) so i I mean i don't know maybe they won yeah they won yesterday too yeah oh yeah you're right yesterday's game yeah Uh, um it's like it's like uh jared golf really but jared golf at least get you one 30 40 point game here or there but nah (laughs) cam's not gonna get you that yeah, and it's like the matchups that are typically good for other quarterbacks don't really don't necessarily matter for Cam because of the offense that they run. It's not like they're they're gonna drop back they're gonna drop back and throw forty times a game. Yeah, the game shift so doesn't matter. Like, oh, the- matchup. Yeah, you're right. 
it, none of it matters. You're you're really just hoping that he gets a, a rushing touchdown. Right, right. So you can't really predict your like you know kind of gauge where his day will be. Is like yeah, you're just in full hope mode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. And he's just not running enough for those opportunities, I feel like. At least, you know, when, you know, back in the, you know, when we used to play Cam, right, like we're getting like 80 rushing yards and we're like, all right, cool. You know, we get eight points. He throws a passing touchdown. That's 12 points on the day. You know, even if he doesn't get the rushing touchdown, there's like some some semblance of a floor there. Right. But like there's that's non-existent today. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. But uh, other guy who let you down this week, uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, you know, maybe this has to do with the shoulder. Not really sure there. But are you concerned about Kyler or uh, what What? What are you thinking there, Greg? Um, no, I mean, he, he's, he's been bona fide, like, top five performances, like, pretty much uh, all year. So I'm, I'm He a, hasn't finished outside the top 11. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to give him. Until yesterday. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on this one. Um. And, Wait to see how you know how he responds next week. Next week has the Rams. Uh, not necessarily concerned about the ma- you know him and matchups or anything. I guess my only concern would be is that shoulder okay? Didn't run as much as he usually does. Uh, obviously, didn't run as much in Week Eleven against Seattle. Uh, only had five carries for fifteen yards in that game. So, um, you know, if that rushing floor isn't there, are you concerned? Um, his, yeah, so his rushing floor is like pretty, pretty good. It's better than some running backs, uh, most running backs. Uh, so, uh, definitely a lot of his production has come, like his upside has come from there. Um, so yeah, if he's not getting close to, you know, 50 to 80, almost 100 rushing yards and a touchdown, then it might be a, a rough day. Um, especially with the Rams secondary, um, he's going to have to bring the running game next week. Yeah, definitely. Uh, five carries last week, five carries the week before. Uh, did have 31 yards yesterday, but, yeah, maybe it's limited. I mean, he had double digits the previous four weeks. So, um, you know, maybe it's something that it is a pain management thing. But, you know, Kyler Murray is a tough guy, man. So, you know, he'll fight through it. Just, um, you know, continuing to play, to roll him out there and just, you know, he's he's um, he's somebody I'm willing to hope for the best. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, Let's just put it that way. I'm still happy if I have Kyler though. I think you're you're confident though. You're like, oh, I got Kyler though. Yeah, I got yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. All right, let's move on to these running backs, man. Uh, starting with the RB one on the week, and it is not December, but it, it might as well be mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, Derek Henry, thirty-seven and a half fantasy points, twenty-seven carries, one hundred seventy-eight yards, three rushing touchdowns, uh, added two catches for seven yards. Uh, Greg, what'd you make of this performance here by Derrick Henry, man? Oh, yeah. I love how he always gets that one or two catches per game. I love it. But, you know, he's always going to get uh, over 25 carries. And this man does much, much, much a lot with them. Uh, get moving the chains. Like, they, they ran. This whole game was ran through Derrick Henry. They were able to move the ball through Derrick Henry. Other than the A.J. Brown long touchdown, uh, they, they got down the field with him. And his touchdown runs, his long runs were all masterful. Classic Derrick Henry. Uh, you you got to love it, man. You got to love it. Gotta love that one, man. Uh, yeah, man. I traded for Derrick Henry a few weeks ago, and I can tell you that I have not been happier. Yeah, than, and it's I only gonna get better and better. <laughs> only gonna get better and better, man. And somebody who is only gonna get better and better, man. Mm-hmm. That is 
AG, man. Antonio Gibson, our guy here on the Fantasy Football Diagnostics podcast. 34.1 fantasy points, 20 carries, 115 yards, three touchdowns, five catches, 21 yards. Greg, what'd you make of this performance here by AG, who was finally unleashed, man? Yeah, finally unleashed. You just got to hope that this continues to happen. But by seeing this, you got there's no reason why not um he is you know continuing to be uh you know going to be a great rb1 option and to carry he's going to hopefully carry teams to to, to chips um and this you know uh no matter what matchup i think he's matchup proof because he has the uh, the ppr receiving game as well got the five receptions so uh ag start him up every week as a top 10 play yeah man you have to at this point um, he, you know, obviously the 20 carry number is great, but he's been trending in that direction the last few weeks. Antonio Gibson in, in total points right now is the running back five and half PPR leagues. Uh, so my, our man has been killing, killing. man. He's been dogging. Killing. Um, you know, the last, the last three weeks he's finished in the top eight, at least, uh, eight, seven, and then two last week gets Pittsburgh this week. But like you said, He's a guy who's going to get enough volume, you know, is getting that reception work. I do think J.D. McKissick's lack of involvement was probably more game script driven than anything, though. Um, you know, in a game against Pittsburgh where maybe, maybe it, uh, you know, it's a little bit more competitive or not competitive, a little bit more uh, where they'll be trailing. Maybe J.D. McKissick does get more involved as a receiver. But Antonio Gibson is definitely capable of doing this. He, he is somebody that played receiver in college uh, he was a hybrid player um but you know this is obviously the breakout game that we'd all been hoping for uh we've been you know we've been begging for it, basically pounding the table for it all you know for the last few weeks and and we finally got it so this was great to see facts uh the rb3 on the week is a guy i he's my ride or die i've i've i basically uh was uh going to bat for this man all year nick chubb uh, 19 carries, 144 yards, and a touchdown. Three catches, 32 yards, 25.1 fantasy points. Greg, what do we make of this performance by Nick Chubb, man? Uh, this, this is definitely awesome. He, you know, we we were glad to have him back for sure. Uh, the one-two punch with him and Kareem Hunt. Um, you know, going to carry this Browns team into the playoffs and hopefully maybe a playoff win. But uh, yeah, Nick Chubb. You know, he's he's picked up right where he left off, man, and it's great to see. Um, so, yeah, continue to ride him. And those people that, that kept him uh, in that hour spot holding it down, You're you're if you're getting into the playoffs, you're feeling real good right now. Yeah, man. Uh, obviously, I, I talked about it before the season. My Nick Chubb and Miles Sanders teams uh, feels good to have them back about this time. Uh, but Nick Chubb, man, I mean, I mean he, he still leads the league in – uh, carries of 20 yards or more and this is a guy that missed four games um, and he's just the way he's able to moving he got a first down on like third and 14 yesterday or something like it was you know something that you should just not convert right. ever not when but a running he, play he, yeah. he did it <laughs> <laughs> um, but round out the top 12 man Latavius Murray James Robinson uh, RB6, Kenyon Drake, the RB7, David Montgomery, the RB8, Austin Eckler, welcome back, brother. The RB9, Adrian Peterson, the RB10, Ronald Jones, the RB11, Wayne Gallman, and the RB12, Ito Smith. Surprise, surprise. Some honorable mentions that showed up this week. Uh, Duke Johnson, Cam Akers, just to name a, f- a couple there. 
Uh, but Greg, what'd you make of some of these star performances, man? Oh uh, yeah, definitely a great performance. Uh, Latavius Murray coming in, doing well for those people that you know were able to needed some running back help this week. He you know absolutely won people weeks, uh, so that was awesome by him. Uh, and Austin Eckler, oh man, welcome back <laughs> with the 15 receptions. Like oh man, this is great to see. Classic. Sorry, 11 receptions. Classic Austin Eckler uh, getting that receptions work. 15 targets. 15 though. targets. Oh yeah, I, I love that, especially from the herb. Oh man, you know, continue. I know they want to check down that much, but it's definitely a good sign. He'll be using the passing down work. Uh, this is good to see having back as well. Him and Chubb. Yeah, man, definitely good to have those guys back. Uh, Wayne Gallman, my start of the week. Also, you tried to steal him as your start of the week. <laughs> you stole, we already had Chris Carson. But um, a, uh, Adrian Peterson, if you started him uh, with you know Dwayne, with DeAndre Swift, obviously being out on Thursday or Thursday morning, if you picked him up and started him, you were happy about that. Uh, carry on Johnson as well, too, even though he had a fumble. And then James Robinson, man, this, this dude is just too legit, man. Oh, yeah. You this guy is so good. I mean – the, they they were in a loss and he was still getting fed uh 25 25 carries i think it was if i'm not mistaken but uh this dude is a stud man and from a dynasty perspective i think this guy's here to say i'm just gonna say that yeah i'm i'm all for it um yeah it's just really insert him here from uh when you start off the run rb1 to like seven he you know i have to put james robinson in every week it seems like he finishes uh around that area um Game strip doesn't even matter. This Jaguars team is t- terrible, and they, he, you know, he gets the carries, and they they keep running through him. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, and then um, Ronald Jones definitely came through. I mean, we said take that shot on him as a flex. I mean, it took that one big play there, uh, and Bruce Arians came out twenty touches on, on that. <laughs> 20 touches. Well, we got to give Ronald, Ronald Jones should get 20 touches. Well, guess what, Bruce Arians? You are the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and if you want something done, it should get done. Yes. So if you want Ronald Jones getting 20 touches, Ronald Jones should get 20 touches. Yes. Stop speaking to your to your staff and your members and your team through the media. I know. It's Yeah. <sighs> it's, <laughs> hope uh, Sean McVay was to say, oh, we want to get Cam Akers 20 touches. <laughs> Right, like Sean would never say that. Yeah, you wouldn't. Sean would just say, would never no, say we, that. we might give Cam Akers twenty touches, yeah. but we might just distribute him amongst our other running backs." Mm-hmm. Oh man, NFL head coaches! Is it just like a prerequisite to, or like once you take that job, you just start doing making dumb decisions and being being a like a jerk to the, in the media, or is that like just automatically happen? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, the one. Your head coach is usually stubborn, and then two, yeah, the media. Once they see one bad comment, the media they just get super sensitive, and it's over, pretty much. <laughs> Somebody I'm super sensitive about and wondering if it's over is Alvin Kamara. <laughs> he was a, a jag this week uh, for the second week in a row. I didn't have to remove his name from this list. Is this uh, a coincidence that the second week in a row? Happens to be this the second week in a row that Taysom Hill is a starting quarterback for this for the New Orleans Saints, or is is this a correlation of uh, of Taysom Hill being the starting quarterback for the Saints? What are we doing? Uh, so it's uh, I'm not benching Kamara. I mean they won 31 to three. So Latavius Murray being in there definitely had to do with them being up by you know a, a lot of points. Um, he had 11 carries again. The one the one reception just keeps scaring me. Like he's not getting any reception work that's that's the part that scares me so 
yeah, I don't. It's not. It's like he's not RB one anymore. Like without that reception work, uh, so it's, it's pretty. It's pretty scary. Yeah, I think so. I have here's my take on this. I believe that this is a product of Taysom Hill. Oh yeah, and I also believe. Remember what I said earlier in the year. Um, I said it a couple weeks back. I, Alvin Kamara is better in negative game script. When the Saints are losing. That's when Alvin Kamara is at his best. Mm-hmm. When they're in a competitive game where it's back and forth, there's a lot of points. That's when Alvin Kamara is at his mm-hmm. best. When they're up big, like you were saying, yeah, it makes sense that they're going to pound Latavius Murray. I mean, yeah. he had 19 carries in this game. So, I mean, that that's going to make sense. But the other thing I think is that I think that that's Latavius Murray running the ball up the gut like he does, I think that is that meshes more with with Taysom Hill and his you know his ability to get on the edge as as a as a as a running quarterback. Right. So the options um, and, and stuff so, like that. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I think like this this is this is what the offense is is becoming at least. And then you consider what's going on for New Orleans on the other side. You know their defense. Their defense in the last the last few weeks has become one of the best defenses in the league. Right. And that's you know that's what we kind of expected when the season started, but we hadn't seen that. And now this defense is 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 being one of the best defenses in the league. So I don't think we'll see them in much negative game script. I mean, they get Kansas City in week 15, so that's probably your best bet. Yeah, it's if you make it to that point with Kamara. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough because him getting touchdowns, I don't think you can guarantee those. I mean, it was obviously a, a concern before we were concerned about Latavius Murray and the potential, you know, one or two times every three games that that Taysom Hill would steal would steal one from Alvin Kamara. But now this is going to this is pretty much going to be uh, an every week thing. No, nah, I mean, this is this is rest of the season. To, yeah, yeah. He's he's um, not all, all right, he's man. Too. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. If you could trade him, you you have to try. I mean, like we were saying, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, you said James Robinson. I said I wouldn't go that far, and then I was now I'm saying James Robinson. I agree. Yeah, James Robinson. <laughs> let's do it. If you can, like, I don't think the James Robinson manager is going to do it, but I think you try to do that. Uh, I would try to get Aaron Jones. That's a guy that's on this list right now. He's a Jag. Are you concerned about Aaron Jones? Obviously, um, was outproduced fantasy wise by. Jamal Williams, his his running mate. So, are you concerned about Aaron Jones going forward? No, absolutely not. That was also a factor of, of game script. They were dominating the Bears, uh, and Jamal Williams came in, uh, you know, for some time in that second quarter, and then late, in, you know, late in the second half to, to kind of carry the load. Um, and then, yeah, I'm not. Well, to say that I'm not concerned about Aaron Jones either. I'm, I'm with you. Um, yeah, I'm. Like I said, if I could trade Alvin Kamara for Aaron Jones, if I could try to swing that deal, I would. I would do it. Um, Dalvin Cook ends up on this list uh, mainly because he he was injured in this game. Um, given fantasy managers the scare now, like basic was it like three weeks? It feels like three weeks in a row. It feels like at least with Dalvin Cook. Uh, if you do not, if you have Dalvin Cook on your roster and you do not have Alexander Madison, uh, what are you doing? Um, and the trade deadline is over, and yeah, if you're no, if you're like, no, no, I'm not talking to you, Greg. I'm talking to the people that don't have that. The, those people that are in that scenario where they they have Dalvin Cook and they don't have 
Alexander Madison. Like, what are those people doing? Like, what are you actually doing? You are. Yeah, why are you? You're not the trying to. to get, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What What are you doing? Yeah, it's a retort. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. I actually had it uh, written up again today. Like, this is safety net season. Like, go get Alexander Madison. Like, if and we've been, I've been saying in power every other week to go get Alexander Madison. So yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, man, it's cold out there. You gotta go. You gotta get your safety blankets, right? Please, like, please, please have to. Um, Mike Davis. Did, didn't come through this week, but obviously he's on bye, and then Christian McCaffrey could always come back the week after, but you're going to hold him through this bye week, right? Yep. Yeah, you kind of have to. Um, Brian Hill, he's a Jag. He did not come through this week. Uh, Ito Smith outperformed him. Um, so that's you know the second time in two years that we go to Brian Hill, or at least I go to Brian Hill as a, a potential running back fill-in, and he screws me. So... Um, Josh Jacobs, um, ends oh, up injuring was, his ankle in this one. Yeah, no, nah, that was a fact. Derek Carr, all, yeah, all that Oakland Raiders. Derek Carr, it starts and ends with him, man. Like they couldn't move the ball, they couldn't get to the red zone, they couldn't do anything. And then Ezekiel Elliott, um, throwing up a a goose on Thanksgiving. Not a goose. I don't want to call it a goose because it, it wasn't actually a goose, but uh, wanted to make a bird reference. But Zeke Elliott. Uh, throwing up a dud on Thanksgiving there, Greg. What do we make of this performance, and how are we feeling about Zeke going forward? Um, yeah, we've been feeling down about Zeke for a while now. Um, I mean, at this point, you're 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 dying with him. You're riding with him or dying with him because uh, I don't think anyone's buying Zeke. So you're and but it's hard to make an argument for anyone to be starting over Zeke because of the work that he's getting, who he is. So uh, yeah, you're you're pretty much yeah living or dying with him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he gets Baltimore next week, which isn't that bad of a matchup, actually. Um, not as bad as it it once looked a few weeks ago. Um, but was lose Zach Martin, who they moved to right tackle, and, and things had gotten better for them. He'll be out at least three weeks with a high ankle sprain. So, yeah, I mean, you're just kind of starting him and hoping for the best there. Um, Daryl Henderson, what are you doing with him? Um. Uh, yeah. Well, we are. I was. I was already leaning on Cam Akers, and I know you're also on the the Cam Akers side. I mean, he did still get the most carries. Cam Akers was second. Akers did a lot more with it. Uh, he did have that long run, but in general, he just looked better. Uh, so I think it, it might be Akers season. Um, I uh, if you have both of them, I would keep both of them. But if you're just if you just have Henderson, uh, it's definitely not startable at this point. It could be droppable. Yeah, I would agree there. I mean, it's he's hard to trust, and I think Akers is the guy that you probably want from this backfield right now. I mean, yeah. we talk about this, players, especially with rookies, right, they they get better as the season goes on. Akers didn't look like he knew what he was doing when the season started, and, and that reflected in his play. But I think now he looks more decisive. You could see that uh, with, with his runs, in his runs, when, he, when he's making a cut to the hole. Uh, he's not dancing as much, so... Uh, Cam Akers, is, I think it's, things are slowing down for him. And so I think we're starting to see his talent actually shine through. So uh, he's a guy I'm sure you have uh, written down for us today, Greg. Yes, sir. Um, but move. let's move on to these wide receivers, man, because there's a guy that we got to talk about, man. Uh, you already Oof. referenced him before. Uh, 
I think the earth is still scorched right now from what he did on Sunday. Uh, Tyreek Hill, 51.4 fantasy points. That's in half PPR scoring. Uh, 13 catches, 269 yards, three touchdowns, had 200 yards in a quarter. Uh, Greg, <laughs> quarter. what did you what, what did you make of this performance by Tyreek the Freak? I couldn't stop watching. Uh, I think the earth was shaking because he might have scored again, actually, while you were speaking. Um, but uh, it, it, I don't know what happened there. It's, you know, we were just saying, like, they, the Bucks just had, kept man-to-man defense on him. I think Carlton Davis really came into the game with, like, I, I can do it. And he psyched himself up to do it. So, you know, they didn't want to double him. But it was absolutely insane. He is unstoppable. Uh, arguably the fastest player on, on the earth. Uh, it, it was it was awesome to see. I would I really wanted him to get like twenty receptions, three hundred yards, and four touchdowns. I swear he could have had more. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that for that as well. Someone who has a lot of Tyree Kill and Dynasty in, in, <laughs> in best ball. I was really hoping for for more touchdowns actually. But yeah, man. Uh, like we said, Carlton Davis had been having a good year. Man had, had seen guys like Michael Thomas and. Uh, Allen Robinson and, and a bunch of other guys, and he's been doing good work. But him versus mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, that is not a good matchup, man. <laughs> uh, and, you know, Todd Bowles used to be the head coach of the New York Jets. Uh, he's the defensive coordinator for Tampa Bay. His defense, they run a lot of, a ton of man coverage, uh, and they leave their corners on an island in some tough responsibilities. And, uh, yeah, this, this was not one where this was one where they should have, they should have adjusted, but that did not happen. Uh, the wide receiver two on the week, and this will be the last time we mention him this this year, the rest of the season. Hey, and on a bang, you know? <laughs> Yeah, man, gotta go out with a bang, man. Um, maybe the PEDs has something to do with it. I'm just, I'm just kidding, man. Wolf Fuller, <laughs> great year. Uh, 32.1 fantasy points, six catches, 171 yards, two touchdowns here. Uh, Greg, what'd you make of this performance here by Wolf Fuller that will probably propel you to the playoffs uh, for the last time this year? Yeah, uh, this is like a kind of a eulogy uh, speech right here, but uh, definitely good performance by Will Fuller. Uh, amazing for him to solidify his his wide receiver one performance of the year. You can't say nothing now. Full healthy season for Will Fuller. A full uh, you know wide receiver one season for Will Fuller. All this great things for Will Fuller. You know, in 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 twelve games. Yeah, man, he was. You know, obviously, Greg. You know how long I've been. A Will Fuller fan. Uh, I've been yes, waiting for this year <laughs> to come, and and it finally did. Um, and I have Will Fuller and Dynasty, and so f- I have Deshaun and Will Fuller. I've been basically living off that stack for the last few weeks, uh, and so to have this gone for me, that kind of hurts there. But um, the R- the wide receiver three win, somebody that you've been high on, you actually have in Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last few weeks, I've been pounding the drum for him. And he finally comes through, man. Jarvis Landry, man, 24.3 fantasy points, eight catches, 143 yards, and a touchdown there, man. Uh, what did you make of the performance here by Jarvis, man? Yeah, this was dope. I mean, this one guy, Baker, didn't miss. I mean, it was great about to see uh, Jarvis play well, um, continue to see the targets, um, which has been happening since Odell left. And I, I will continue to fire him up as a, a good top 24 play uh, every week uh, with, with Baker. Um, you know, the weather and, and situations will be better uh, for Baker. And this is definitely his number one option if he's going to pass the ball. Yeah, man. Like I've been saying, I mean, since, 
you know, Odell got hurt. We've been just basically playing in these monsoons with Jarvis Landry. Yeah. And so we haven't really seen, you know, you know, a, a, a game or an environment that's conducive to scoring fantasy points for a wide receiver. So this was great, man. Uh, the wide receiver four, man, A.J. Brown, Ooh, the wide receiver AJ five. A.J. King Yak. Oh, man. King Yak, King Henry with the King Yak, man. A.J. Brown, got to love <laughs> that, man. The wide receiver five, Allen Robinson. The wide receiver six, man. The guy I, told, I said at the beginning of the year is giving me A.J. Brown vibes, man. That's Justin Jefferson, man, coming in as wide receiver six. Amari Cooper, the wide receiver seven. Debo Samuel. Should be on a running back list, but wide receiver eight. Uh, Mike <laughs> Evans, the wide receiver nine. Colin Johnson, a rookie from Jacksonville, coming in as a wide receiver 10. Robbie Anderson coming in as the wide receiver 11. And then T.Y. Hilton coming in as the wide receiver 12. Uh, some guys that uh, came through on a, a solid solid week for you. Devontae Parker came through this week as well. Um, Greg, what would you make of some of these stud performances by the wide receivers? Uh, yeah, definitely got to like, uh, you know, T.Y. Uh, Hilton for, uh, finally finishes uh, wide receiver one. Uh, got his first touchdown of the year, which was dope. Uh, Robbie Anderson also coming through. Um, and definitely I like the, you know, Devontae Adams being wide receiver two is, is just odd. It's just it's weird to me to see. I mean, he still play well, but I just can't not see him as a top five option. And Gabriel Davis, man, now that's nice. And, you know, he could be have some rest of season value, especially with John Brown out. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, Gabriel Davis has some some value going forward, um, but some guys, man, some Jags this week, man. And one is my start of the week, Antonio Brown, man. Uh, three targets, two catches. Uh, this is not the yeah. game that w- I was hoping for here. Uh, so I'm sorry to all y'all that started him this week, man. This really, I, he's just on a team with a bunch of other weapons. Was leading the team in targets, just didn't get the targets this week. So. Uh, on by this week what are you doing with antonio brown are you uh holding him through this bye week uh you know are you are you gonna you know stash him continue to hold him yeah definitely i mean this is the first game where he wasn't he didn't get that target number you were expecting uh when he came back uh he was seeing it from brady that were kind of force feeding it to him but uh godwin and evans were able to step up in this one um hopefully you know after the bye week uh more time with the team i think they might feature him a little more so i would give it another week yeah man I, i'm hoping that's what i'm hoping as well um you know like i said the the targets were there the, the prior weeks just didn't come through this week with the targets um some other guys that that didn't come through i mean dj Moore, he was your start of the week but he got injured in this game yeah. wasn't having a great game before that but the injury Teddy missed them uh, on that think, touchdown too. Exactly. Which, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which caused the injury because now he's reaching back in this awkward yeah. position yeah. and now has to land. Him and Teddy just haven't been on really on the same page all season. Um it's been reminiscent almost of what happened last year with like Curtis Samuel and like Kyle Allen. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, uh hopefully DJ Moore is okay. Seems like it's gonna be an ankle injury for him. Uh, actually doesn't seem like it might have looked worse than it actually was for DJ Moore. So they said there's a yeah, possibility could play after the bye. Yeah, for a non-contact injury and him to be carted off, you usually think, like, you expect that to be season-ending, which, right. um, I mean, it still could with how many games are left in the season. We just don't know. Um, 
But Stefan Diggs ends up on this list. DeAndre Hopkins, Cooper Cup. Uh, are you worried about any of these guys going forward? Um, not really. I mean, Cooper Cup, you always, you know, he's so up and down. But the target number will probably be there more often than not. So I'm, I'm still nice about that. Josh Reynolds was second in target. It's just hard to predict who's going to lead the team in targets week to week on that on that team. Yeah, man, I'm not really overly concerned about those guys. Um, yeah, I mean, and we'll just all the Jags, uh, any Jag, anybody that played for Denver this week was a Jag. I mean, that's what happens when oh, yeah. your starting quarterback was a practice squad wide receiver. Um, Kendall Hinton, <laughs> shout out to him. Sorry that you had to go through that, bro, because that, that was tough to watch. <laughs> um, imagine hearing, like, that you getting a call on Saturday night and saying, hey, um, we're going to need you to, to start at quarterback tomorrow in an NFL game against the New Orleans Saints. Crazy, man. Going against that line Crazy. with Hendrickson and, and Cam Jordan and those big boys, like, nah, nah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, he said it, man. The speed of the game is what got him. Uh, I mean, you know, he, this is a guy that actually played quarterback in college, played quarterback in high school. Uh, you know, converted to receiver at one point, plays receiver for the Denver Broncos. But he's a practice squad. He's like not even an active NFL wide receiver. Like he, the first time he stepped on a football field was to play quarterback. Yeah. After practicing as a receiver. <laughs> yeah, bro. Wild, wild, wild stuff. But anybody that's a that's a Denver Bronco will be a Jag, and we will just say that there and not. Uh not really harp on those guys for what they had to go through. But uh, the tight ends, man, uh, Robert Tunyon, man, the coming in as a tight end won this week, uh, 15.2 fantasy points, five catches, 67 yards, and a touchdown. Oh, your, you your boy's in, by the way. Here? Not going to lie. Yo, Jalen Hurts is starting. That's all I got to say. <laughs> oh, no, Jalen Hurts is in. Yeah, he started, he started in the second quarter, so we'll, interesting Ooh. to see. So we'll see uh, what uh, he Rob does. Yeah, yeah, Robert Tanya, though, great performance by him. Um, that boom play, uh, we saw, you know, that early in the season. It's back. Uh, you know, we hope that he can get back on par with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and this hope this is a good performance by him. So hopefully, you know, he can give you uh, some, some tight end one weeks uh, the rest of the season. Yeah, man, Tanya is, I think, I think what happened earlier was that he was injured a little bit. You know, we I kept talking about the high ankle sprain and how I wasn't really, really willing to play him through that but uh i think he's healthy now he's last two weeks he's been productive so i'm going to continue to roll him out there uh granted given what's 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 out there at tight end for you uh the tight end two on the week surprisingly here is uh surprisingly yo it's my tight end start of the week what you mean yo oh sorry no my bad i apologize oh. greg <laughs> <laughs> no my bad i for some reason i guess i i put I have Travis Kelsey in here, and like it's oh, not—it's okay, it, okay. his name, but it's Evan Ingram's stat line. So <laughs> my fault, Greg. Evan Ingram is the tight end to Greg's start of the week. Uh, Could have had a bigger day, actually. Oh, of course. Uh, but thirteen, yes, of course. In Evan Ingram fashion, uh, thirteen point nine fantasy points, six catches, one hundred twenty-nine yards, and one lost fumble here. Uh, Grant, again, this is Evan Ingram, not Travis Kelsey. Greg started the week. Greg, what did you make of this performance here by Evan Ingram? Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I, you know, this is why I have the love-hate relationship with Evan Ingram because he ha puts up performances like this. Like, 
he is a dominant player when he wants to be. And, you know, sometimes, he, you know, because of him, he just doesn't do it sometimes. So, uh, and then got the fumble in a, in a key drive that, uh, uh, you know, could have hurt the Giants. But, they, you know, the Giants ended up winning first in the division. Uh, and hopefully his cap doesn't fall as much if it's Colt McCoy. Yeah, hope hopefully that doesn't uh, fall much either. I mean, um, I'm not really concerned about that. I mean, he's a tight end. I mean, if we're gonna play True. him. <laughs> True. No, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the tight end three on the week, man. Rob Gronkowski in vintage form here. Thirteen point six fantasy points, six catches, a buck oh six here, no tutty. Uh Greg, what'd you make of this performance here by Gronk? Oh yeah, it's awesome. Great to see him and Ingram like put up good performances without the touchdown uh as a tight end. That means you, that was a real performance. This is dope. Uh, Gronkowski's been pretty, I think, like the most consistent guy for 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 Brady uh, in a, in a while since uh, you know the week that he broke out. Uh, so yeah, it's been it's been good for him. Even Cameron Bray was involved as at the tight end position. So yeah, it seems like Brady can only get get it to Goblin and the tight ends. Yeah, man. Um, Gronk is is going to forever be a thorn in the side of the third receiver that is not productive. Uh, for, uh, for the um, for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Why is Chris Carson not in the game? By the way, it's just I don't know. Drives. He he, yeah. He he caught the first pass like in a drive, and then he like waved to come out or something. And then I don't know. He just it's it's odd. It's I don't know. Uh oh. <laughs> um, the tight end five on the week. Trey Burton. The tight end six. Logan Thomas. The tight end seven. T.J. Hawkinson. The tight end eight, Mike Kosecki. The tight end nine, Kyle Rudolph. The tight end ten, Hunter Henry. See, still, Greg, you see what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about tight end ten. No, nah, I'm, I'm not even. I'm fronting. He had a good day. Uh, six, seven catches, sixty-seven yards. Uh, you know, if he scores a touchdown, he's like the tight end one. But I'll take it. Uh, Tyler Eifert, the tight end eleven, and Mercedes Lewis, the tight end twelve. Greg, what'd you make of these performance here? Performances by some of these uh, stud tight ends. We had some yeah, good, I'm we had happy pretty good to week see. for the tight ends. Yeah, it was it was nice. I'm 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 really happy to see Mike Kosecki back in here because it just shows what Ryan Fitzpatrick does for this offense. Uh and, and Mike Kosecki specifically um the bringing life to the to passing game. So it was good to see him there, uh for sure. And uh, you know, Austin Hooper was able to do a decent day, get borderline tight end one performance. But uh yeah, surprising that Travis Kelsey's just not the tight end one, you know, that's all. <laughs> yeah, that's that part is odd to me as well. Um, but for me, the part that I like the the guy I like the most, and this was a guy, uh, Kyle Rudolph. I was uh, on on Twitter on Saturday on Sunday morning because uh, I have Mark Andrews in in a couple leagues, and that news hit Sunday morning that Mark Andrews or Saturday night was it that Mark Andrews was going to be inactive, or no, it was, it was Sunday morning because uh, I was just making preparations though. But Kyle Rudolph, he was a guy that I I went right to. Uh, you know, the night before picked him up because he had, you know, uh, TJ or not TJ Hawkinson, uh, Adam Thielen was out and Irv Smith was also out. So, uh, I, you know, I said to pick him up and I'm, I'm glad that that one came through for us there. So, uh, you know, if Irv Smith is out again, I mean, Kyle Rudolph might be a thing. I'm just, yeah, you got to fire him back up. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Yeah, especially um, with the target number he got. Any Jags at the tight end position, Greg? I, I actually didn't write any. any oh, Jared Cook. Are mm. we still starting? Is anybody still starting him? 
so Titan, I was looking at it, like it doesn't. It's 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 really tough. They're they're the most added and drop position probably in fantasy. Uh, you can go Evan Ingram can go from literally uh, droppable to like sometimes like playable. Like it, it doesn't matter. It's really based on who's gonna hit at, from week to week. There's so much inconsistency at the position. So yeah, man, it's it's definitely tough. Um, all right, man, let's let's let's. Let's hit to this uh this injuries in the in this news, man. So uh obviously we talked about DJ Moore. Uh, he's dealing with this high ankle sprain or this not high ankle sprain, dealing with this ankle injury. Um has the bye week. So what are you doing with DJ Moore? Are you holding on to him through this bye week? Are you gonna drop him? What are you doing there? Um yeah, I'm I'm holding on to him, uh definitely with the depending, dependence of his health. Uh and also Especially with you know Teddy Bridgewater, he was banged up towards the end of the game too. So you gotta you know hopefully look at him. Uh, so yeah, I, I would definitely keep him. Yeah, definitely. I think I would keep him as well. I mean, just worth monitoring there. Um, yeah. And then Josh Jacobs uh, has quote unquote a chance to play in Week 13 against the Jets. Uh, you know he he I guess sprained his ankle and the the report was that it looked worse than it actually was uh where are you at with Josh Jacobs so uh, and what are you what are you trying to do as in terms of contingencies uh yeah also definitely you know holding on to him uh, hopefully he can play uh you're still you know seeing him as a you know, a borderline RB1 uh in most weeks uh if he can't go uh it's I mean the the guys behind him. I don't, I'm not, I'm not trusting to be like a, a huge safety net, not a popular one like a Alexander Madison or Chase Edmonds. But uh, it would be mostly to look as far as <laughs> there's always Frank Gore if you need a, a spot start. <laughs> it seems like uh or uh, other people out there. So yeah, I mean we lost Jonathan Taylor. I mean he's he'll he'll be back uh, from the you know he was he was added to the COVID list, um, but he will he will be back. That is the expectation. Um, you know, because he he was not a positive test. He he just his girlfriend tested positive, and so he was just uh you know a close contact. So uh, he he's expected to be back next week. But Frank Gore was somebody I I picked up and started, and I was happy, and I will yeah. start him again this week if I have to. Yep. Against he Vegas had eighteen carries. <laughs> th- that's exactly what I was gonna say. There's one thing we've been looking for. I mean, and he's getting it now. And there's no. Yeah. Like, I mean, Michael Piron. I mean. I'm a Jets fan, right? So listen to what I'm going to say. Well, Michael P. Ryan sucks. And he's mm-hmm. he's just meh, eh, meh, right, at best. And so um, Frank Gore actually is getting – he's actually productive with these carries. I mean, yeah. he's not getting much, but he's been the most productive <laughs> Jets running back all year. As crazy as it sounds, the 37 – I mean, that says more about the Jets running back situation than it does Frank Gore. But Frank Gore is usable. If he's getting 18 carries. Yeah, and he will always be there Sunday morning. I guarantee it. Oh, not anymore. He's on my roster. So. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, your roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other <laughs> or somebody roster, else's yeah. roster. Other people's <laughs> roster. I mean, if we wisened up, I mean, Frank Gore should be rostered. Um, but in terms of other injuries, Daniel Jones, he's expected to miss some time with a with hamstring injury. So, Greg, what are we doing with the Giants' pieces in this one? Are we concerned? Um, so Shepard, I'm not as moved on because he still get a lot of targets and his, his ADA is always low. So he, he's safe. Um, Golden Tate, maybe still a little safe, but you weren't really like playing him as much. 
Um, I'm just really scared. Probably Slayton is droppable at this point. Uh, and Evan Ingram, I think, should be still usable. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Slayton, you can't trust. I mean, we thought that maybe we could use him in this matchup, but didn't come through there. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, yeah, it's tough to want to attach myself to many pieces other than, like, Wayne Gallman or, like you said, Sterling Shepard. But Sterling Shepard's going to be a safe, you know, safe. Yeah, wide receiver three. Five, yeah. six, six, seven catches for, like, 60 yards, 60 to 70 yep. yards. So, yep, yep. I mean, you're kind of hoping he gets that touchdown. But, um, all right, y'all. So, we won't do a waiver portion tonight. Instead, what we'll be doing is we will do a waiver show on Wednesday night since we won't have Thursday night football. Uh, so a little shift in the schedule. We have to adjust as do, like we like we keep saying, the players and the coaches and these teams adjust. So um, if you want to hear the waiver portion from Greg, you got to come back Wednesday night. We'll just do a whole show on waivers, uh, break down some, some matchups as well uh, for part one. But for the most part, you'll you'll just get it'll just be a waiver show. But uh, have a good one, everybody. We'll catch you guys on Wednesday or Thursday, um, and uh, you know, stay safe, keep adjusting, keep uh, locking in, get ready for these playoffs. Have a good one, and we are out. We are.